Well, what's new? Don't you like Wildcats. 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 Welcome to the Married with Picks podcast, season two, episode 15, week 13. Um, before we get started, remember we're available anywhere you get your podcasts. Like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. We had 10 new subscribers last Ooh, week. See, 10. 10. Killing it. <laughs> Um, so I didn't go through last week's because I thought you had it nicely written out and now I see that you don't. So, um, but overall, I think we had a pretty good week. We had some winners, Cincy, Green Bay, Washington. Um, I think we went two and two on our bets though. I know I had Green Bay, uh, not Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Um, and yeah, I liked Indy. You had Miami. I had Carolina. And I think you had Cleveland. I had Baltimore. And I don't know if you had the Rams and I agree, Bay. But anyway, I'm pretty sure it was two and two. So let's move on to week 13. We have four teams on by. Panthers, Browns, Packers, and the Titans. Thank goodness. Um, so first game on the card is the Vikings at the Lions. It is at seven and a half in favor of Minnesota. These teams played back in week five um, where the Vikings pulled out the win on a field goal at the end of the game to win 1917. So the I big th- news is no DeAndre Swift, right? So if you're thinking well, about taking Detroit and, and they could, you know, who knows if they're going to win a game, but keeping it inside the seven, you know, I look at that as like one of their biggest weapons for so to have him out of this game. Is there a path for Detroit to keep it inside a touchdown or maybe win? Well, um, the Vikings will be without Cook. They'll have Alexander Madison, who actually. Uh, Cook- so do you feel like there's that much of a drop off there? No, last year not when he all. played, he played really well. well. And actually, um, Cook was out when these teams met back in week five. So it was Alexander Madison <clears> in that game. Um, I mean, they have Jamal Williams. So I don't think I don't think that matters much. Um, I still have like fears of that, you know, Lions Eagles game that kind of scares me um, that it could be like a complete blowout. But so since that game, they've played what three games and they've kept them all within like two all, or three points. Yeah, I mean, all their other games have been so close. They tend to play tight. This is a division matchup. The Vikings have not won any game this season <clears throat> except for the Week Three game against the Seahawks by more than seven points. Yeah, that, that's you can't love Minnesota here. That's why it's like you know so many points. Uh, you know, do, do well, you think Detroit just keeps hook. it close? Yeah, I mean, it's I almost gotta, a determining factor there if you get seven and a half for me. Yeah, I mean, I got to lean Detroit. And I mean, I think it's probably a close game, but you never know. Can't trust the lines completely, obviously. Um, it's a tough game. Yeah. So I will take Detroit. Next game up is Arizona at Chicago. This opened at seven in favor of Arizona. It's up to seven and a half. I was actually surprised to see today that both Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are going to be game time decisions again. Um so I mean coming off the bye week too, right? They're yeah. Extra rest and they're still not definite to go. So I mean, I guess even if Kyler Murray plays, he's not going to be a hundred percent. He hasn't played in six weeks now, so he could be a little rusty. 
I do give a little bit of credit to Kingsbury coming off a bye week with extra time to prepare. Although for the Bears, it's been Andy Dalton in these last three games now. Um, He will start in this game and he has kept those games competitive. Um, They're They've lost, I think, all three games, but um, only by two or three points. So, I mean, Arizona's nine and two coming into the matchup. They've only lost two games, and Chicago's four and seven. So, the, Chicago's record's only a game back of Minnesota. In my mind, you know, Minnesota's a much better team than Chicago, you know, so it's kind of tightening up there. So, I just think like this is a case where. You know, you're going to have Andy Dalton starting for Chicago. You can't be impressed there. I think this is a, a situation where you're just going to have a better football team overall roster in Arizona kind of take over whether Kyler Murray plays or not. I think because they've had the extra time to prepare for Colt McCoy uh, to start this game, they should have a game plan in play where Colt can can succeed. So I know Chicago's defense is a little tough. Uh, but I think they can get enough points on the board and Chicago might have a tough time scoring on Arizona's day. So would you take Arizona at minus seven and a half, even if Kyler Murray doesn't play? I think I would. Yeah. Really? So, I mean, I would definitely take it if he does play. I'd be a little concerned that Andy Dalton can keep it a little bit competitive if it is Colt McCoy in there. Um, but I mean, I could see it being a blowout too. So. Yeah. I mean, Arizona struggled against the Panthers who, you know, aren't that great of a team. Uh, I mean, the Bears? Oh, that was their loss. The Cardinals, yeah. yeah. I mean, they came back after that, beat the Seahawks 23-13, and then uh, went into the bye. So, I don't know. I think Colt McCoy, you know, with two weeks, and the team is so much better than on the Arizona side than Chicago. I think that they, you know, they roll here on the road. It could get ugly. Yeah. All right. Um, next game. Love John Connor. James, James. Connor. One of these days you'll get it right. Not the Terminator. Uh, <laughs> all right. So next game up is Tampa Bay at Atlanta. It opened at minus nine and a half in favor of Tampa Bay. It is at minus 11. These teams played back in week two. The Bucks ultimately won that game 48 to 25. They went out for an early lead. Um, the Falcons did come back at one point. It was 25, 28 in favor of the Bucks, And then I think Matt Ryan threw two picks. Um, the game ended up. At, I think actually two pick sixes and the game ended up 48, 25. Um, yeah, so it got a little the, out of control to end, but it wasn't that bad. Bucks will have, well, they, the bucks were up big and then they let Atlanta back in and then the picks, but, um, it, uh, Tampa Bay will be without Antonio Brown, obviously for the next three weeks. Um, they do have Gronk and Gronk did have two touchdowns in the first matchup. Um, Gronk is also apparently chasing, who's the tight end, the big tight end, Tony Tony Gonzalez, Gonzalez. his record for the most 100 yard games by a tight end. He needs one more game to tie. So, um, my favorite prop bet of the week is Gronk over yardage. Nice. Good throw out there. So I don't know. It's a big line. I don't know if I love it. Atlanta is so like one way or the other. I mean, they'll just get totally blown out or they'll be competitive and you never really know what's what. They will have Cordell Corderall Patterson. Um, he's about the only guy they really have at this point. So I prefer it at like 10, but I'm inclined to lean Tampa Bay there. And I would definitely put in a teaser. 
I just think it's too many points. You know, Atlanta's playing at home. I think they're going to get up to, for playing Tampa Bay. Um, obviously, it's a division matchup. This is the second time they're playing each other. I did look back. Um, Antonio Brown only had one reception for 17 yards of the first matchup. So does that really hurt them when you look at the aspects of the first matchup? He wasn't really involved as much. But... Um, just because that's what the stats sheet says, you still have to account for him It's in the way you defend. So it is going to be a little bit of a difference maker, I think, uh, for Tampa Bay. I don't, I'm not as impressed. They've looked a little better, but I'm not as impressed with this offense without Antonio Brown. I think he's a game changer. So we give him 10 and a half on the road. I'm going to take Atlanta. Most of the games they were without Antonio Brown, they were also without Gronk. Yeah. So Gronk makes a difference too. Um, and they're getting Leonard Fournette going, which is which is nice to see. Um, but I think Atlanta's got a game where I think this is one of those times where, you know, if you're just looking at the teams, you'd like Tampa Bay. But it's too many points. I think they keep it inside at home, inside the 10.5 spread. I love the hook. I love the fact you're getting 10.5. Some places it's flashing at 11. So by game time, uh, who knows? Might get a couple more points. All right. Um, next game up is Denver at Kansas City. It opened at and is at minus nine and a half in favor of Kansas City. A couple interesting stats on this one. The Broncos have not beat the Chiefs since 2015. That's 11 straight losses. This is a division game. Um, Obviously, we know Andy Reid off the bye is a thing. Um, And uh, the Chiefs are one and nine. against the spread in their last 10 home games. Obviously, the Chiefs have struggled to cover this year. Um, so I really don't know what to do with this game. They These teams, when they met last year, um, the Chiefs won both games. One was a bit of a blowout, 43-16. to 16. The other one, um, a closer game, 16-22. to 22. So and Teddy Bridgewater really makes me mad. So... I think I'm just laying off this game completely, to be honest with you. Yeah, I like, you know, it's a lot of points as well. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater um, has been very serviceable. I I just can't get away from Kansas City here at home. I think they're starting to click uh, with the 19-9 win, 10-point spread um, against the Cowboys the last time they played. And they had a division matchup on the road against the Raiders where they beat them 41-14. So I'm looking for... Um, Travis Kelsey to have a really big game here. I think that uh, Kansas City is going to blow them out, actually. It's, it's They're playing at home. It's, what, Sunday night on NBC. And um, hmm. I think they have to atone for that night game earlier in the season uh, where they they weren't playing the best football. and They kind of got stomped by Buffalo uh, before Buffalo started kind of taking a downward spiral um, the last couple of games. So... I think Kansas City is going to be up for this game. A little extra time to prepare for the game with uh, for Andy Reid. And uh, he's usually good in those scenarios. I'll take Kansas City, giving up which will what will probably be 10 points by kickoff. Mm, okay. Yeah, see, I would lean Denver, but I, I just I, – I don't want to – I don't want to pick it. It's tough with the division matchup giving up so many points, but – I just think this is going to be a statement game, really, when you look at it. Um, I think it's a good place in the schedule for Kansas City to come in strong. They um, are on top of the division at this point by one game. Yeah, and that was the point I wanted to make was, you know, they are in first place, but it's not by much. When you look and at the standings. Everybody in the division is six and five other yeah. than them. So they're all six and five. 
the Chargers, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Chiefs are seven and four. So let's just say hypothetically Denver won this game. They'd have the same record as Kansas City, right? That just doesn't mm-hmm. seem right. So, I mean, that's not what we're talking about. I think it's a lock, you know, money line well, Kansas so that's what, City. Yeah. But I don't. You know, we're talking about nine and a half. You know, is this a three point game? I don't think it doesn't feel like a three point game to me. I think this is a statement game, Kansas City, to say, hey, we're we're playing for the division here, and you guys don't belong in the same category as us. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's a question of Denver wins, but it's <clears> right. ten yeah. points spread there. All right. Next game up is Indianapolis at Houston. It opened at minus seven in favor of Indy. It's up to minus ten. So obviously, Colts have been playing pretty well. Um, obviously, their preferred approach would be to ride Jonathan Taylor. Last week, they had to depend on Carson Wentz a little bit more. He kept a minute. Um, it was a close game, a bit of a shootout, but ultimately Carson Wentz did Carson Wentz things and the Bucks won that game and covered. So, and it's a big line, but I do lean Colts here. Well, the only thing that worries me is that Carson Wentz can thrash really bad teams. Um, but I don't think they- Houston has that bad of a defense, even though they're two and eight. And, um, you know, the first time they met, it was a 31-3 blowout. Um, but it was Davis Mills and, you know, they, they Davis Mills was quarterbacking for Houston and they asked the guy to throw 43 times. So what do you think is going to happen there? You know, he had two turnovers or two interceptions. So it's going to, they're going to look a lot different with Tyrod Taylor playing for Houston. I, I like Houston. I think it's an underrated team with Tyrod Taylor in there. He's got a lot of heart and um, has enough ability to win games. I don't know that they're going to win this game. Um, but you can just kind of see how this this game, the true line, is is a touchdown. And it's on the road. I think that's too many points. But it's going up to 10 because the public is now starting to like Indy and get behind them. So the lines are going to catch up. Indy, you've got a lot of value over the last month, month and a half, playing Indy as they've gone on this hot streak. I think that time is over. <clears throat> you see the line starting to pump up, and that's the time to go against them. You I like always Houston go here. opposite on some of these picks. Like you love indie. I love indie. I, I don't was like expecting them this week. you to go indie. Well, and that's the thing is I'm, I'm going to go ebb and flow because that's the way the NFL works. So we're trying to pick winners and that's the Do focus. You, I'm not going to – I love indie. I, I'll tell you what. Last week I bet indie to win the Super Bowl. Well, let me see this. 40 to 1 odds on indie. I like them to make a run here. It's not going to be this – you know, this game. They can but, win by three or four, but I'm betting this game. I like Houston. All right. So, But you think indie wins. You just don't think they cover. Right. But I'm just scared of uh, Houston kind of – Catching Indy. Well, I mean, don't you think from that perspective, like Indy had their chance last week. If they had won that game, the Titans lost. They could pull closer to the Titans and they lost that game. So this is a game they have to have. I still feel I mean, they have to have it. Yeah, I, I they should win this game, especially after losing last week. Right. So if the ebb and flows of the season, they're going to be pressing this week to come out. They're not going to overlook Houston um, because they lost last week. So I really don't expect him to lose this game, but I think I don't really trust Carson Wentz that much yet that he's not going to, you know, turn the ball over in a key situation, keep this game under 10. I just think it's too many points. I, I don't even think it's that risky. I mean, I, I it's it's tough to get in a situation where you think a team is going to lose the game, but you're taking the points because it's kind of a finite window. Um, but honestly, here, it's way too many points for Indianapolis on the road. At this point. Okay. All right. Next game up, Philadelphia at the New York Jets. I'm really going to surprise you on this one. 
It's at minus seven in favor of Philly. Uh, I guess we're going to have Zach Wilson at quarterback for the Jets. You can run on the Jets, which, I mean, that would make me lean Eagles, but Jordan Howard is going to be out. And it may sound stupid, but I really think like there's something going on with them and Miles Sanders. Like they just don't want to run him. Um, now it's clear there's something going on because when they had uh, Howard out of the game last week, you know, they pretty much split the carries and Boston Scott was getting a lion's share of the carries at the end of the game. So, yeah. you know, it's not a clear number one Miles Sanders here. So I looked and Jordan Howard is going to be out. Mm-hmm. And that worries me. If he was in, I would feel pretty good because you can run all over the Jets. And if they had him in there, I think that's what they would do. Well, the Without problem- him in there, I don't know that that's what they're going to do. Well, there's a couple problems heading in here, right? One, they they just came up to the Meadowlands last week and lost to the Giants and laid an egg up there. So they got to go back to the scene of the crime. And are they going to be able to, you know, get back on it there, even though it's against a different team? Jalen Hurts is, I think, 50-50 to play this game. He's probably can play, but the problem is, is that he's got a bad ankle, so he's not going to be as mobile, and that's his entire game. So if you take that out, you're going to really – if 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 he's playing and it's clear that he's not going to be the running threat that he normally is, that really takes away a lot of the running lanes because you take him out as a threat and the defense doesn't have to worry about him running the ball. With that said, they got a bunch of horses up front. They need to just keep pounding the ball, but they didn't do that last week. They had one drive where they ran the ball every single play down the field last week and they scored a touchdown. And then they kept throwing the ball. So, you know, I don't trust Jalen Rager. Yeah. And that's the other thing, you know, they're not even looking to force the ball into Devontae Smith, who's the clear number one there. He was open on a couple of these plays at the end. Don't get me started. This is exact reason why I'm saying taking the Jets, because it's not even a guarantee. You could get Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback here. And the next thing you got, uh, um, miss you coming in off the bench and then you could have a quarterback controversy if if he wins this game which you know very much well could happen if he gets in the game because the jets don't have that great of a team right that you could see garner Mitchu getting in there and, and putting up some good numbers the fact is you got a philadelphia team going on the road back to the same stadium they just laid an egg offensively with a healthy hurts um you know he did get dinged up during the game but that just shows you they couldn't throw the ball when um, he dropped back to pass in the second half. So I'm going to take the points in Jets here. Somehow, some way, I think they keep it into a close game. I look for the Eagles to win the game, but a touchdown is just too much here. All right. Yeah, I got to lean Jets on this one, too, because, like I said. All right. Next game up is the L.A. Chargers at Cincinnati. It opened at minus one and a half in favor of Cincinnati. It's up to minus three. Um, I think this will probably be one of the best games of the week. Um, could be a high scoring one. Bengals have been kind of, I mean, they're good, but they've been kind of streaky. Um, after they blow out the Ravens 41 to 17, they lost the following week to the Jets. Um, took out a lot of people in Survivor. So last week, obviously, they blew out the Steelers. So I kind of feel like this is a bad spot for them. Chargers lost to Denver last week. They're sitting at six and five, which is second in the division behind the Chiefs now um, with both other teams at six and five as well. So they 
desperately need the win. It worries me a little bit. Obviously, uh, the Bengals have been riding Joe Mixon quite a bit, and the Chargers have a horrible run defense. So that would be the one concern there. But I'm going to take the points and take the Chargers. I like the Chargers, too. I've been back and forth on this game, um, but I kind of locked in on the Chargers. I think that this looks like an obvious bet for Cincy, and the public's betting it up to three. Um, I just see this as being one of those tight games that, that the Chargers are going to pull out in the end. Yeah. I took him in a teaser at plus nine and a half, and I love that. So I just love Eckler. Yeah, I think Eckler will be able to move the ball here. Um, hopefully the Chargers can get their run defense together and not let Joe Mixon run all over them. Uh, but I think that defensive, those defensive ends are going to get on Joe Barrow. And uh, when you can get some pressure on Joe Barrow, he's shown that he he'll, he can turn the ball over. When he's sitting back there nice and comfortable, he looks like an executioner throwing the ball down the field, throwing uh, lasers right on target to the receiver. So um, I think San Diego is, is going to be the biggest difference is they're going to be able to get through that offensive line. All right. Yeah, so that's probably my favorite bet of the week, the Chargers there. Next game up is the New York Giants traveling to Miami. It opened at minus two and a half in favor of Miami. It's up to minus six. I assume that's based on the fact that Daniel Jones will be out for the Giants. It will be Mike Glennon at quarterback. Mike Glennon off the trash heap. The Dolphins have had four straight wins. Um, Mike Glennon's a bum. Yeah. Is there any um, way that they're going to be able to move the ball here? I mean, Saquon hasn't looked good, right? Um, to- Tommy's still out, the number one pick from Florida. I'm not sure. Um, I didn't delve too much into this. Um, <laughs> now you don't like it. I like Miami. I mean, I think your defense is just going to be too strong for Glennon to do anything against. Yeah, I mean, I definitely. Their defense has been playing a lot stronger the last couple of weeks, and Miami's offense is clicking enough to be able to, you know, get into the 20s. I don't see the Giants' offense being able to put that many points up against Miami here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, I would take take Miami there. All right, we're on the same page. Uh, Next game up is Washington at Las Vegas. It's at minus one and a half in favor of Las Vegas. And this may sound crazy, but... um, This whole game to me is going to depend on whether Deshaun Jackson plays or not. I was very sad to see he has the questionable tag next to his name with a calf injury. So they're going to be without Darren Waller. Um, Josh Jacobs is questionable. So I feel like they really need Deshaun Jackson in there to stretch the field, if nothing else. Um, And it is a revenge game for him as well. And he's going back up against his old teammate in Washington. So... Um. Um, and Washington has a pretty good run defense. It's their their pass defense that's susceptible. So I was I lean Vegas here, um, but Deshaun Jackson is is critical to me. I just I'm really interested in this game. I like Washington. My I feeling think, I'm hot on Washington right now. I think they're Heineke's starting to show that he can lead the team. He's not great, but if they can keep him in good situations and play call correctly, um, and they can protect him. I think that he has enough to actually come back. And I'm looking for them to win the division, actually. I'm not that impressed with Dallas. Um, I think they've they've got real problems. And they're going to get, you know, this NFC East, they all play each other here at the end of the season in December. So if somebody's going to get hot and make a run, you can get four or five quick wins in the division. And um, if you can sweep a season series um, against, you know, 
team up on top. Washington get in there and get get a couple from Dallas, steal one from Philly, uh, get one from the Giants. That'll you know, that's four extra wins matchup. and they can win the division here. So, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself there. I think this is a big, you know, this would be a big win towards be, making me a believer that Washington can actually get that done and take overtake Dallas because they got some work to do. But I'm going to take Washington here. I'm just not that impressed with Las Vegas. And I think one of the keys that, you know, I don't think you mentioned, but I might have overlooked it, was that Darren Waller's not playing. Right. Um, he's doubtful. He's not going to play. So, to me, everything runs through him. Um, so, to your point, if Deshaun doesn't play, then they really don't have any, th- any threats um, through the air. That's going to make you scared. So, um, Washington's defense is too good to get beat by a team like that. And uh, Carr is not the quarterback that's going to put the team on his shoulders um, individually and, and get a win out of the game, especially against a team like Washington, who, like we were talking about with Miami, is starting to fire on all cylinders on defense. They're looking a lot better. Well, I think this will be the task for Heineke, whether, you know, he can do it or not. You want to see, I want to see what he can do on the road, right? You know, he's had, he's had a victory on the road. Let's see if he can replicate that if it was a fluke. But um, that's the key of, you know, a good NFL quarterback can win games on the road. You got to be able to win on the road. All right. Next game up is Baltimore at Pittsburgh. A lot of division games this week, huh? So this is a division yeah, matchup. The card's ugly. Yeah, I feel. Um, I'm looking through it. I feel like it's ugly. I don't know. I kind of like. I mean, some big lines. That's that's never fun. There's a lot of questionable statuses too mm-hmm. for some key players, so that makes it a little difficult. So this is obviously a division game. Steelers won both of their games against the Ravens last year. Yeah. Pittsburgh obviously hasn't looked good at all, but Baltimore hasn't looked that great either. <laughs> um, Pittsburgh will be without T.J. Watt. That's big. So my first take on this game was the Ravens. Pittsburgh is back at home. So I kind of wavered a little bit and leaned Pitt. I mean, Pittsburgh got embarrassed last week by the Bengals. So, I mean, this is kind of a get right spot for them. Baltimore has, has been winning games, but it hasn't necessarily looked pretty. So I kind of almost leaned Pittsburgh a little bit and that just, feels horrible to take Pittsburgh in anything at this point, but yeah, it was very embarrassing uh, last week. And if you take out the fourth quarter of the game before that, you know, where they scored over 20 points in the fourth quarter, they were getting blown out. I mean, uh, I don't know how you can like Pittsburgh coming to this game, even though they're playing at home. I like Baltimore. I think Baltimore is ready, especially like you said, after taking a couple defeats last year, um, they've got this one circled on their calendars. This is clearly the rivalry. These teams don't like each other. I think Baltimore will uh, put one on Pittsburgh this week. I don't know. I mean, they, he had quite a few turnovers last week against in that game against Cleveland. It was it was pretty brutal. So, I, I don't know. I do lean Pittsburgh, and it doesn't feel good. <laughs> All right. Next game up is Jacksonville at the LA Rams. We have the... Mighty Rams coming off with three straight losses. So I, I have to assume that Sean McVay is feeling a little bit of heat in L.A. So Jacksonville, bad team. This is a get right spot for the Rams. So and I don't really worry. The game, the Rams had a few games where against like bad teams where they went up big and then the other team kind of came back in garbage time. And um, 
So I don't really worry about that with the Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer. Um, the only thing that concerns me a little bit is if um, there was a lot of talk last week about how Matt, uh, I was called him Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford is kind of battling through a bunch of different injuries. So that would be my concern. I mean, the smart approach would be not to put him at risk unnecessarily in, you know, the fourth quarter of a game that you already have in hand. So, but I, I definitely lean lean Rams here. I mean, I think they're going to come out firing because they're under fire. Yeah, I agree. This is going to be the get right game for the Rams. And I look for them to stomp Jacksonville here and then start their incline into the playoffs as I expect the Rams to go far. So into the playoffs. So I, I look for big things out of Odell Beckham, who's a little dinged up, well, but it looks like yeah. he's going to play. Yeah. Um, Sean McVay actually is quoted today as saying that he'd be surprised if Odell didn't play on Sunday. So I think it's they're looking. Does he make tell, it through the game? That's the better question. Yeah. I mean, tough to tell, but I think that he's going to, if he plays, which it looks like he will. He should be able to get off against Jacksonville, and I think that that's where the Rams are going to focus the ball. They started getting the ball down to him last game, um, but they did struggle. So I'm looking at, at them as kind of coming together um, as an offensive unit and clicking now. I mean, this is going to be a good game as Jacksonville's coming in limping. They're 2-8. and eight. They stink. You know, the Rams, if they're really going to be a contender, um, they've put a lot of resources at the trade deadline into that defense. Um so I look for them to stymie Jacksonville's offense. They really shouldn't give up more than 10 points here. And I don't think Jacksonville has a chance of keeping them under 31. All right. So we're both on the Rams there. Next game up is San Francisco at Seattle. It opened at minus one and a half in favor of Seattle. It's at minus three and a half in favor of San Fran. San Fran has been looking pretty good lately they did um Debo is injured so he's I, I don't know if he's ruled out yet but he is he's okay out. um so and this is another one with an interesting stat San Francisco has only won two games against Seattle going back to 2013 mm, Russell Wilson's got their number so I mean the Seahawks haven't looked good I think part of it is they just haven't been able to get any run game going at all. They have not had Chris Carson. They've been using Did Alex. They sign Adrian Peterson. Yeah, could you let me oh, get sorry. some? <laughs> you just ruined that for me. So they were relying on Still Alex Let's Collins. Like that didn't happen. They didn't feel like he was getting them there. So they um, signed Adrian Peterson, who obviously the Titans had signed and then released within, you know, two weeks or whatever. So that doesn't lend much confidence to the fact that they're going to be any better in this game than they have been. The one thing that worries me is that 90%, 97% of the money is on San Francisco in this game. So I was prepared fully to take San Francisco and feel pretty good about it until I saw that stat. So that always worries me. Well, everybody saw how bad Russell Wilson looked last week on prime time. So I'm looking at this as, you know, he's got the bad finger. It's obvious that Russell Wilson is not throwing like he used to uh, because of that injury. He overthrew a lot of passes that he had open guys. I'm, I mean, I'm hoping that he's going to continue to progress and heal up and play better. I think this is a bad spot for San Francisco. I don't understand why I think the line's right. 
in the beginning when it came out at one and a half, it's flipped over and that was Seattle favored by one and a half. Now it's San Francisco getting giving up more than three. If this game goes off at three and a half, I will take Seattle and I might take out a second mortgage on our house just to let you know. Really? I love yeah, Seattle so, here. I mean, that has to be worried. I probably wouldn't take San Fran, San Fran above three. It's too many points. But Here's I, the problem. Okay, I think, this is exactly why. Can I just say one thing? Go ahead. Because you just kind of like, and I feel like, listen, this isn't, I'm not trying to take a shot at you the way it was about to come out, but I, I've been listening to things during the week and the questionable status of Debo Samuel. And I just feel like people are downplaying the importance of Debo Samuel to this offense. This entire offense runs through Debo Samuel. They're even bringing him back into the backfield to run the ball a lot like Cordell Patterson in Atlanta now, you know, which is probably one of the reasons why he's dinged up and he shouldn't do that is because he's taking more hits. But I digress. Debo's out for this game. They're going to struggle. Now you're going to look at Garoppolo and, and say, okay, well, they have one of the best rushing attacks with Elijah Mitchell. Well, the reason why they can run the ball so successfully is because defenses are concentrating on Debo. When you don't have to do that, Ayuk hasn't really shown much promise. To, to, well, you know, he's this been catching year. a lot more passes because they've been using Debo in the run game more so. Yeah, Debo opens everything up for Kittle. You but know, you got Kittle. I mean, Seattle. Kittle hasn't done much the last two games. Has not been good against the tight end. They're gonna have to. That's the key to success for San Francisco with Debo out. They're gonna have to get Kittle like double digit receptions. He's gonna have to get like 120 to 150 yards receiving. He's gonna have to be the focal point of this offense. I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo when things start to go bad. I think Seattle at home will be ready for this game. You're going to give me an extra half point over a field goal? I'll take Seattle all day. Well, I definitely think there's going to be a game where Russell Wilson is going to come back and do Russell Wilson things. It's just a matter of, no, I'm not saying, I already told you, I said I was on on San Fran until I saw all the money on San Fran. Yeah, it's people, the public's betting. So I think the right bet is Seattle. Don't be a sucker and take San Fran. Do not, you will be a sucker if you take San Fran. Well, see, these are the teams like I never bet San Fran. I mean, I did like them like when they played the Jaguars, but then last week they played the Vikings. I took the Vikings and, you know, San Fran Chicago um, a couple of weeks ago and covered the spread. They beat them by like 11. That was when I was a hater on San Francisco. But then I realized, hey, the record was bad. They're still kind of a contender. And I started riding with San Francisco the last couple of weeks. I think that. Now is the time that everybody, it's kind of like everybody catches up a couple weeks late. What was the game that we were just looking at? Um, I felt the same way there. I mean, I kind of feel like that's everybody's, uh, I'm missing the game. But regardless, I I just think everybody's going to be jumping on San Francisco here because of their outcomes the last couple of weeks. And this is exactly when the NFL throws you the curveball. And that's where Seattle's going to come in and win this game. I mean, I, I like Kyle Shanahan as a coach. Indy I think he's probably that way. one of the best coaches this Indy in the league. is the same thing. Those lines flip from 7 to 10, right? Because everybody's now on Indy because they see that they're, they've won a couple of games. And Houston, quite honestly, is not as bad as their 2-8 and eight schedule when Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback. All right. So we're both on Seattle there. And last game is the Monday night game. This will be the game we'll bet. Perhaps. Before I even know what you're going to say. So we have the New England Patriots traveling to Buffalo. It opened at minus three in favor of Buffalo. It's at minus two and a half. This is a division game. Again, the 
Um, Patriots have dominated the matchup historically, although last year, obviously, with Cam Newton at quarterback, the Bills did beat the Patriots in both both, (laughs) both matchups. That's so true, isn't it? Um, We also have the Bills who have, you know, really beat up on bad teams, but when they go up against the better teams, they've struggled. So this is Bill Belichick. The Patriots have been playing well. I they did they have like six or seven consecutive wins at this point. So and you can run on six. the you can run on the Bills, which we saw two weeks ago with the Colts, where Jonathan Taylor had five touchdowns. So I think that's going to be Belichick's approach, and I think that I have to go with the Patriots here. Although um, a lot of the money is on the Patriots. So that's one thing to keep an eye on. This is a primetime game. If all the money is on one side, you always take the other. All right. I feel like there's been, okay, my feel here, I want to take Buffalo. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. I feel like Buffalo started out the season. Um, they got off to the rocky start in that first game against Pittsburgh. But then they went on that run and they look like the best team in the AFC. Playing a lot of bad teams. That's true. So they've played recently and they haven't looked as strong. But I think this is one of those games where they had it circled on their calendar. A lot like when they went into Kansas City earlier in the season and whipped them by 18 um, in prime time. I think this is the other game that they want the Patriots. This is the first matchup of the season. I think this is where we see that Buffalo team that was dominated with a little bit of lack of defense. Like I'm, I'm thinking a similar score like a 38 to 20. Maybe not as wide, but a lot of points scored in this one because I think well, um, New England's not going to be stupid enough to get away from the run and they're going to be able to run on this defense, especially the way Harris has looked uh, recently. So they're going to put up some points, but I think Buffalo is going to look like that world beater because they're going to be waiting for Buffalo. They're going to be waiting for New England to get off the plane. Um, you know, that that Buffalo fan base is going to be up in their RVs. Probably right now they're starting to drink, right, getting ready for Sunday afternoon or sorry. Monday night, mm-hmm. um, but there I, I look for Buffalo, who right now the line is inside three points down to two and a half. The money's on New England, like you said, but at the time this game goes off, you know, it's probably going to be a two point anywhere from a two point Buffalo favorite to a pick. I like Buffalo. Would you like to bet this game? Last one on the card. All right. I want three. I'll give you three. I'll give you three. All right. Especially the way I just sold Buffalo. Three points ain't going to matter, baby. All right. Well, that'll do it for us for week 13. Um, remember, we're available anywhere you get your podcast. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Peace out.